If you're keen on backing a winner tomorrow, you've come to the right place. It's now time for the punters panel on Racing HQ with Dave Stanley. Dave Stanley. Let's go, fellas. Time to try and find you a winner for racing tomorrow in Sydney Town. And, of course, our feature meeting tomorrow is at Rose Hill Gardens. Ten races on the card. Our panel is Richard Callender, Chris Roots, Brody Nixon and Blake Johnson. I'll say good morning to Blake Johnson first. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this meeting to, tomorrow, mate. Fine. And we're on that soft track. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, boys. It looks a really good meeting. I think there's plenty of value in it. Um, a couple of small fields, but... Ten winners to be found. What about yourself, uh, Richard Callender? Looking forward to Rose Hill tomorrow? Very much so, Dave. Good morning to you, Blake, and uh, whoever else I've got on there. I think Ruder and Brody and everyone. And, uh, yeah, look forward to tonight at Canterbury and uh, also tomorrow at Rose Hill. And important scratchings out of Canterbury tonight. Malabar, the favourite in the first, but more importantly, customised has come out of race three meaning it'll take its place, race one, number one, tomorrow at Rose Hill as favourite. Okay, uh, we've got, uh, as well, Chris Roots joining us. G'day, Chris. Morning, Dave. Morning, boys. Um, once again, we get we get these um, in-between meetings just waiting for the big guns to come back. We've been watching trials, and um be interesting to see how Calabas goes for the new new stable. Been trialling really well, and, and um, it'll, be, it'll be probably the closely watched course on the day. And also Brody Nixon joining us. G'day, Brody. Yeah, good morning, boys. Good morning to everyone tuning in. As the boys have already covered, it's a really good day there at Rose Hill. Looking forward to getting out there and drying conditions as well. It's perfect this afternoon. Let's get straight into it. I want to start with race one, guys, because uh, obviously a bit of a question mark over Switzerland starting. Uh, obviously needs to get into the field, but you've got um, a really interesting group of two-year-olds and we're going to find this, aren't we, BJ, as the slipper approaches and the good uh, carnival approaches? We will, Dave. Uh, but this isn't my forte. I'm not, a, I'm not a trial guy. I'm not somebody that'll back a horse off a trial. I'm, I'm more of a, a race type of person, and I like data. So um, I'm going can, can to I, sit can I on ask, the fence can, here. Can I, but can I ask why? That's interesting, because obviously all punters are different. Some will... Only love betting in these uh, two-year-old races off trial. So why are you? Have you just had more success away from that? Why have you made that decision? Well, it's just the fact. That I think you have to find your niche, and and that's my niche. So in New South Wales, I'll watch every replay from every track, um, but I neglect trials. So when I'm doing the form, I'll I'll, I'll look at the trials, but um, I don't have any comparisons. Like I don't have any data to to compare trial time. So I like to work with horses that are up and going. I can see when they're about to peak. I don't know real stable intention um, for horses that are on debut. Um, and that's just about it, Dave. So I'm going to sit on the fence on this one and be a bit of Switzerland. I've got him on top. But yeah, I, I, like, I like to see horses that are up and running. I like to have a look at their last start. I like to see if they've had luck in running. They can improve off that, and then that's where I can have a bet and have a little bit of an edge. I like it. Well, at least you're honest, and uh, and I like that. And you're not alone. There'd be so many people out there that would do their form in different ways. What about yourself, Richie? What do you like in this first race? And just to Blake's point, uh, Blake, I, I got the little play on words there, the little pun about, you know, you'll, you'll just be Switzerland here. I thought it was very good, Blake. I know that oh, Dave didn't appreciate it. <laughs> mate, mate, I got it. I got it. Um, 
but what what Blake said is one hundred percent right. You know, you don't know um, really where the horse stands in relation to fitness wise, what their aim is, um, where their preparation really. Um, so many times, whether a heavy rider or a rate rider, or what they've had in the saddles at the trials. But um, look, the, I think the top two clearly, from what I've watched, stand out, which is customised, um, good run behind Storm Boy, although well beaten at this stage of the two-year-old season. He's the big dog, isn't he, Storm Boy? And I thought Switzerland was outstanding when going through the gears, and Kieran gave a little squeeze, and there was an immediate reaction. So, yeah, look. I think the money will tell the tale tomorrow. There's no doubt about that. At this stage, there's nothing between them two. I just I thought it was a clear win with the Snowdens running customised here. Um, if they thought King of Rousseau was a mile, maybe they would have run the other one tonight. It was a good win at Canberra, but this is a different bit of gravy here tonight. So um, nothing between the top and the bottom. Tomorrow, we'll, we'll, the tale will tell. What about yourself, Chris? Yeah, it's with... With these two-year-old races, you're really betting on potential and and looking at them and saying, well, where where does it where do they all fit fit in? And I think Blake's point that once they've been to the races, you you've got a real idea of where they do fit in. Where trials, you're sort of um, Richard's point was good. You're guessing what they what they wanted to achieve out of the trial, and some some stables like to go out there and give them a real kill and uh, a good 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 hit out. Others just want to see them go through the gears and and learn learn their racing craft. So um, Switzerland was good in both trials, good through the line, which um, Chris Waller loves to have his horses finishing off past the post and really attacking the line. And you can often see them charging, charging, charging to, to the turn as well. So it looks it looks a lot likely tight. And um, interestingly, last year with Shinzo, Chris was um, started in the Canterbury and. He's always tinkering with how he gets these horses to to races, and just a, a couple of weeks earlier, that extra run this year, I think this horse has um, obviously got they've got a bit of an opinion of it. So we'll, it'll be interesting to see if he if he can um, come out and do it. And I think we might be talking about him later on. I thought King of Rousseau was good at Canberra. I note the winkers go on. It just it just got a um, got lost in the straight there and got, got a bit wayward, and they were sort of expecting that the Snowdens and. Um, they've just put a little bit of gear gear on him. The the winkers try to straighten him up a bit. He's more he's got to, he's got to take a step. As Richie said, this is a this is different gravy to to go to Canberra on a on a Friday, going to Sydney on a Saturday. But um, with the race experience, I think he could he could go come out of the ground. And I think at the price, I could have something on him. What about yourself, uh, Brody? Yeah, I love these sort of races. Um, as a lot of people know, I'm a bit of a trial perv and. Let's get right into it because King of Rousseau, as Ruta mentioned, I think he's the map horse of the race. Um, he was great late there at Canterbury, absolutely smashed in betting, defeated Madrina, who was also good on debut for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott. Love the application of the winkers. I think this horse is going to roll forward to get a good run on speed. I was keen to take on Customised really big time tonight. I think $3.50, it does bring the right form line. It's a little bit short. In regards to Switzerland's trials, it's now got a run in the field. So gate number 11 is a big question mark for this horse. Its first trial behind Duke Calzini was really strong, stalking the speed. Now, Duke Calzini ran on Wednesday. Just keep following that horse. He's a son of D'Argento, got dropped before the turn, just way outsped there, and he savaged the line. He looks a nice horse for Triple J Racing. And following that, ran third in a strong trial behind Deputise. 
I think he's probably by far the best horse in the race, just whether or not he gets the run. And look at a horse right down the bottom, Zootastic. Now, first season sire, Zusane's starting to produce a couple. This daughter of Zusane was fantastic behind Highness in a troll, crew strongly. Karen McAvoy rode in the trolls and rides aboard race day. I was hoping she'd go to the provincials and absolutely bolt in, but I don't think she's the worst here for first four players. But for the way, Switzerland, I think it's the best horse in the race, just whether or not Jay McAweeves is magic. Okay, I like it. Uh, let's go now to a text on the text line here. And I know it's been mentioned by uh, Chris yesterday. It was also a part of the Big Sports Breakfast multi. Cavalus, uh, who goes now to the Bjorn Baker stable. Race five, number one. Hey, boys, is this the lock for the day at Rose Hill? What do we think, Blake, of uh, Rose Hill race five? Well, I've... I've had a look at this race, Dave. I'm, I think that he could start odds on this horse. Um, I don't think there's anything in the race. Like, I can't see them backing anything else in the race. Uh, he's first up in the new stable. He did a good job for Chris Waller. The market loved him. I think he started $3.50 in an up-and-coming stakes or a race like that. He's trialled super. They're going to want to make an impression first up. So... I think he's very hard to beat. And then looking outside him, you can find knocks on him, like Soldier of Rome. I didn't really like his trials. Satin and Silk, she's going well, but she tries 1,100 metres now. Epic proportions. I know some Sydney form, but do I want to jump in? I I don't know what they're going to back other than the, the top weight here. I think he's really hard to beat. Loves his trials. And I don't want to look outside him. I think he could start odds on here. Uh, Richie? Blake, he, he, he strikes me um, as a horse that... Do I want to take what price is now, $2.30 or $1.60? I know it sounds... You might think I'm sounding ridiculous. I'd rather take $1.60 tomorrow when he's off the map because I've just got a feeling he's either going to start $1.60 or he's going to start $4. And if he starts $4, I don't want to be on him. He's the interesting runner. There's no doubt at his very best, he beats them. Change of stables. Tried well, but um, trials aren't everything. And I'd rather sit and wait. He's just one of those races. I'd rather sit and wait and see how he's come back and now with the switch of stables. Yeah, but it's a good point, Richie, Richie makes. It's um, he's he's one of those horses that can you trust him at eleven hundred? Is is that too short for him? He's going to get probably get back and and work home. He has had a, I think, a couple of times in in races. I know he won a very, uh, he, his only win was very high rating. But you know, he's sort of a horse that at two dollars thirty. I prefer to take on than be on. So I, I come up with seven and silk silks, but I, I, I'm just I'm just worried about it getting the eleven hundred. I think it's a more more of a, sh- a real short course horse. But you know, it'll get its it'll get its chance tomorrow. And coming off a a win. That um that was pretty good at the provincials, so um not a not a um, not a not a race I really want to bet into because I, yeah you could have um, mud on your face if the if the money does come from Calabas and he could put a put a gap in them. I know they've got big um expectations for him. He'll, he might go to a million dollar race after this, so obviously um, showing a lot for the Bill on Baker stable. And um, if he if he arrives in in A one form, he's the one to beat. Brody, best bet of the day. Cabalus, um, his form's there for us all to see. 
He was really impressive defeating the smart Estriella. It was fantastic in the first couple of runs of the Princess Series. Shaken bled that day when Cabalus went past the both. And we know what Shaken's done since. Subsequently, it was a good thing beat behind Kintyre. And he had to bend the preparation run there in the Group 3 up and coming. The form through that race has been sensational. We've had the Caulfield Guineas winner. We've had Tom Kitten come through it. We had NCAP come through it and then ran fifth from an impossible position at Rose Hill behind Felix Majestic, who's won about three races since. The two trials this preparation have been sensational. He's pinged the gates in both, and he's won both of those. The latest at Canterbury was next level. Love the booking of Josh Parr in gate number five. Should settle maybe a pair or two off the speed and just charge over the top. Soldier of Rome's the one I want to highlight for later in the preparation. This horse was headed by about four horses on debut at Rear Kenzo. Kick back strongly to win comfortably on the fence. I think the son of Snitzel is going to get better over further ground, and he's drawn the inside. Just whether or not he's going to be able to keep up with Thunderlips and Satin Silk early. I like it. Good confidence, Brody. You're on the punters panel. Richard Callender, Chris Roots, Brody Nixon, Blake Johnson. We're going to go to race seven here. There's a text. Uh, G'day, guys. What do you make of uh, horse number five in race seven, Dana Star, at 3.50 currently? I was on last start. Should I butter up again, Blake? Uh, she'll take up the running and be somewhere there in the finish. But I was I was actually pretty keen on one here. I think Powerful Peg's the one. Uh, I really liked the first up run. She was she was three deep without cover. It wasn't a really fast run, run race. And, and she learned to win. She looked all over the winner. And then she just got grabbed late. The fourth horse, uh, Union Army, has since come out and been heavily supported and bolted in. So the form out of the late, the race is really strong. Um, I don't think we're going to get a very fast race. So Dennis Dow's obviously going to get her chance in front. Exolatus comes out of a really fast race. Not going to get the same setup here. I think Robusto's probably the improver. He won well. Uh, in a, on a slow tempo, and then he was just out of his comfort zone last time out on that fast tempo, so he could bounce back getting into a slower race. But I think Powerful Peg lands in the right spot, only needs to reproduce the first up rating, and I think she can improve on that. So she's one of the better bets of the day for me, Richie. Yeah, I, no, not me. I think she's the, the big danger. The What the uh, the Texas said, Dennis Down, what Blake said, right? I, I think he leads... And, and I can't see too many challenges. Powerful peg going sit outside it. You've got Excelidus who wants that hot speed. I just think he probably leads on his own. If he doesn't win, he runs in the top couple because he probably gets things to favour. The track's going to have that little juice out of it. Um, I think Brett Devine said earlier, you know, which is about right, I think it might be a six tomorrow morning with an opportunity, maybe a chance of getting up to a four. I think he leads. I think he leads solo and he'll give one hell of a sight. He's on top for me at this stage. Chris? Chris Roots? Hello? Chris? He gets his own... Sorry, Dave. He gets his own, he gets his own way in front, and he's going to be very hard to beat, though. So I think powerful pegs, the map horse, just sitting off them. But I've come up with Robusto. I think she's going really well. I, I think she's a horse that wants this sort of even tempo to, to really produce her, her best and can be a little bit closer. Uh, and I can see her coming out of the top. I think at about the $7 mark, she's a really good bet in this each way. Yeah, I think this is going to be a tactical fair, as the boys have covered. Dennis Dow looks the clear and obvious leader on paper, and this horse is going really well since making its way up to Sydney. So I think it does deserve 
to be respected there in the market and powerful peg coming through that fantastic form race is going to be the Charger late. I don't think Robusto and Exolitas will be suited in a slowly run race, but just a quick question for Richie. Mate, Podium Queen, you obviously know a couple of these horses quite well coming through the stable, and this five-year-old mare, she's trolled up strongly behind after a really good run behind Cody Healy. She obviously needs a little bit further, but what's your read on this horse? <laughs> Pardon me. I don't know what you know because I'm friends with Chris, but I'm friends with a lot of trainers there, bro. Um, I think she's a pretty promising man. I've always said that I think she's going to be better each preparation, but if she doesn't fire up this time, um, she's lost. Uh, she'll be lost. But I think she'll be going back, and I don't think the race will be run to suit. But I, I think she's a handy mare, but she's got to step up, Brody. She's got to step up. I know she's the form's okay behind a few horses, but. Uh, this is a preparation to show that she's capable. I don't want to back her tomorrow, but she's certainly the one that, you know, you, you always write down, you think, oh, okay, I'll, uh, I'll look at her next time. That said, her fresh form in the early, she's only had a couple of preps, her fresh runs have been the best runs. Thanks, mate. All right. Uh, we go to race number eight on the card. Step aside here. He's your favourite for this one, Blake. Uh, there there are some texts about Crafty Eagle, so a few of our punters keen on Crafty Eagle. What do we make of the eighth, Brody? Yeah, I think Crafty Eagle's going to have to find something. He's not He's not going all that well. He gets a chance to. Uh, I think he was pr- probably ridden a little bit hot last start, but gets Nash on board, so can find something, but I don't want to be on at that price. Um, I think Step Aside's getting out to a backable price here. Uh, he, was, he was luckless two back, and then last time he was absolutely off the map late. I think he started around $2.20, and he doesn't have any figures that suggest that he should be starting that price. So the big players have him going to a big number, um, and they stepped in late. He wasn't able to get the job done, but the race wasn't run for suit. Uh, that leader, Zach Lloyd, just absolutely owned the race, and it looked like a fast tempo, but it wasn't actually. It was just an even tempo, skipped away. This horse, I think he produced the fifth best last 200 metres of the day. So it just wasn't run to suit. I don't think Tommy will make any mistakes on him this time around. So he's the one to beat for me. I think Tarashock's going really well. Blinkers on last last time. I thought that was a really good win. Anything goes is going well. Started double-figure odds last time out. Had his chance, but now we're asked to take $7 about him. Um, if he gets out past three, $3.20, I want to be on step aside here. Yeah, the interesting going to be the speed here. Um, I did have a laugh yesterday in the first race at Wong. I was up there working yesterday, and they had the, the horse that led, and must admit, I, I thought it would lead. They, the, the maps had it running sixth, and they had a horse called Dusty Rubble leading. And I, I think I said on the TV yesterday, if it leads, I'll just walk home. Um, I'll just leave now. But the, the map here is very different. Up until last start... Sorry, Richie, I reckon um, you got something out of still Alice yesterday, didn't you? Sorry, mate, you're just breaking up there. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you have something on it? Not oh. as much as the last race. They bet uh, $13, my last tip. Uh, God bless Gon Karakasanis. The last race, which I tipped on Sky 2, but thanks for the wrap. Um, Sky 2? What? Duke? On Sky 2. Like, on oh, Sky I think you meant Sky 2. I was going to say on the Blue Channel with Carl Soap. No, I don't appear on there. <laughs> Apparently, that's where all the good sorts appear. They, don't, they bar me on there. Up until last start, I would have had Tarakot Cash going. Oh, Tara Cash, Tarashot going straight to the front, but at half foot missed the start at Canterbury, rode it back, and wow, he exploded. Now Jason Collett said to the owners, 
and the Bjorn Baker and Glenn Lobb following the race. Maybe that's the way to ride him. Maybe they do. So what's the speed tomorrow? Is it Olympic Theatre and, and Special Envoy? Um, I don't think, whatever happens, I think Stepaside's got the best turn of foot, uh, the best turn of speed. And I think what Blake said, right, I don't think Tommy will make the same mistake of turning up at quarter past nine if the boat was leaving at nine. I think he'll be there uh, five minutes prior to the boat leaving and be ready to pounce. Step aside, it'll be very hard to beat. Clearly my top pick. Um, and uh, Bill's probably a chance, but he's just never been one of mine, Bill uh, and, and Crafty Eagle. So I'll, I'll stick with Step Aside and have a peanut on Tara's shock at the odds. Yeah, the, the um, listener is keen on Crafty Eagle. I can't talk them out of it. Um, went back its first two runs, and then they decided to go... And went forward after that. Forward at forward last time, got trapped wide and went through went through its gears really well and, and really um, had spent its bullets by the time the, 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 the business end of the race come around. So I think key booking Nash, he's got a super strike rate when he rides these John Thompson horses. He seems to understand the pattern to get them in. I can see it just sitting off the speed and running a big race. But I think um, Steph Aside's been racing in great form. One first up, first up at the midweeks at Rose Hill. And those Rose Hill midweek market, midweek meetings always produce a lot of winners going forward. But stables seem to take their better ones there and give them a, give them a look at Rose Hill. Very unlucky it's next two. And I think, as, as the boys have said, that Tommy finds the right spot and he pushes the button at the 200 and it just goes away from them. I know it's short, but it's, it could be very sweet. Yeah, it's a very interesting race. It's one I struggled with, step aside. I was on him last start, and this looks to be the day for him where he does peak, and from the inside gate, Tommy Berry, he's the best sort of rider for these sort of horses, just sweating on a run, and if he gets it, he's going to be hard to hold out. Bill deserves to be second favourite. I'm just not too sure what to do with the Crafty Eagle, but Nash going aboard makes it very scary for taking it on. We're on the partners panel. Calendar Roots, Nixon and Johnson. Let's go to the lucky last, boys, because there's a text here about Prince of Hesse. Uh, of course, third up, Nash inside, Joe Pride. What do we think wins the last? We'll go to you first, uh, Blake. Yeah, I'm pretty keen on this race. Uh, Tab went up $3.80, Prince of Hesse, and that was just too short for mine, and that's that meant that I have to step into Boot Scooter. They went up $26, her, and I think... Uh, well, Prince of Hesse had a run under her belt prior to the last start, and, and Boot Scooter was first up. They were sent around very similar odds, I think $16 and $21. They meet at the same weights here. Um, and I think Boot Scooter was a better run. He, she just really warmed up through the, the line. 1,300 metres was too short for her, and she was off the bit, but I really liked her work through the line. 50 metres past the post, she was in front, gets to 1,500 metres now. Um, no weight on her back with the claim for Jet Stanley. I think she's really hard to beat. Pioneer Lass is shorter than her in the market. Pioneer Lass, I give her a hope as well. She ran really... She won well first up, and then she backed it up in Black Tie Company, um, running third at Gosford in that Bell of the Turf. Last preparation at Scone, um, Boot Scooter was backed as if unbeatable, got to the outside and, and proved too good for Pioneer Lass. So you can tie that form in there. Give me joy. Uh, I can't be with her. Um, of good wins, 1,300 metres to 1,500 metres, Class 1 grade, Provincial to Saturday grade, up to 1,500 metres, taken on the better horses, um, and doesn't get a claim for Hannah Williams. She'll only ride her at 54 kilos. So um, a couple I want to be against. I, I can't see Boot Scooter 
not firming in the market. I think she'll start single-figure odds, and I think she is the value better of the day for me. I know you like Prince of Pesa, Richie. Yeah, I just think she gets the right run, Prince of Pesa. Um, that's, look, there's no doubt that Gimme Joy probably leads. I'd be surprised if either from out wide doesn't roll forward, Masquerade, and then I think it's either Prince of Pesa or even Centerstone and Leandra. They probably hold their spots four, fifth, six. So that's in the same spot. I just think she gets the right run here, Blake. She's never won third up, but that said, she's run terrific and she was stiff a couple of preparations ago at the trip. The little sting out of the tracks, like she's had 10 goes on good tracks and hasn't figured. Uh, she just needs, she doesn't need it heavy. She just needs a little give in the track to get her feet in. She gets that tomorrow, even if the track gets to a five or six. It's not a, it's although we're in the, the, the hotter months, it's not a summer um, uh, good track. We've had plenty of rain, plenty of grass cover. So I think they'll be given the track. She gets the right run. The danger might be Centerstone. It's coming through the Queensland form. Good win first up. Second run was very good as well and probably up in distance else. But I'm going to stick with Prince of Pesa. Barrier one, Nash. Um, gets a lot of ticks tomorrow in that race. Yeah, she gets all the favours from from the barrier with, with Nash. And he, he, he seems to get these horses right right a lot of the time where he can just track the speed and then um, pull out on the turn and... And it always, he always seems to have the race under control a long way out. Um, like Richie said, I'd be more confident the softer the track is with her, but um, I can't see this tra- track recovering to be really firm. So she gets a tick there, and and it it just could be her day. It looks like looks like the right day for her. She's short enough at the price, you know. I'd prefer to be taking a bit longer price about her, but she looks the winner. Yeah, as the boys have covered this race. Pretty well, Prince of Pesa certainly, and Centerstone looked the horses to beat. Blake's great bit of information there gives me joy. 54 kilograms up against this lot looks much tougher. I think Ring Me Up was absolutely hemming in betting on Wednesday there at the Ram with Kenzo, so interesting to see what the market does. I just want to highlight a horse for maybe the next run or the run after. Infinitive ran six behind the start, Billy Prowess couple last preparation in the autumn, only defeated four lengths in the Binary Stud Stakes. This horse has had two really strong trials. I think it might take her a run or two to really hit her straps, but I think she's the horse I really want to follow in this preparation going forward. But in regards to making money, I think Principessa certainly does look the horse to beat with the sting out of the track. Boys, uh, race number three. Uh, I want to ask you about here. We're going to have our punters panel multi today too. We've got uh, Richard Callender, Chris Roots, Brody Nixon and Blake Johnson. The midway is race three. Now, per- quite personally, I was quite keen on Espresso. I thought um, third up going to this, get get on, and it was a pretty good run last night by, behind Delexo. I know, obviously, you've got to respect the Hayes and Connor's stable, especially Mark's stable. They're just starting to tick over nicely, some of his horses. So... Any case here, boys, to, to follow me with Espresso, Blake? Uh, my, I think he's in tonight as well. I'm not, oh, he doesn't have a rider on tonight, so maybe he's going tomorrow. Um, 1,200 metres would be my concern. I thought he was really good last start. He, he just was, I think he was beaten by the gate. He had to go back. Um, he loomed to win, and I just think he peaked on his effort late. If you're staying at 1,100 metres, I'd be more confident, Dave, but I think this is the better of the day. I think that I don't think they can beat Willow Dow. I think he's a very good horse. Um, he didn't debut until his four-year-old season, and he did a really good job. Um, he, he broke his maiden. He put two two together on the trot 
uh, running good time at the back of his first preparation. Then he was spelled. He trialled really good on a couple of occasions. And then they backed him first up at, uh, that was either Gosford or Wine, or it was at Gosford. And he ran good time. So he led at a really strong clip. And then he extended producing the best last six and 400 metres of the meeting. Um, he'll lead from the wide draw. Dan Pena getting to 1,200 metres. He's going to set a really strong tempo. And I think he is going to be really hard to get past. I think he'll start favourite and I think he'll win. Gently Rolled is a really nice horse, but he looks like a, a big burly type and he could potentially need the run. Um, he's had two 800-metre trials, both really soft, and then he turns up here on potentially a testing track uh, he's going to get back and he's going to be running on, but I think he might need the run, and I think uh, Willow Gale will start favourite here, Richie. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think the moment the market the market's reacting to James McDonald's uh, James McDonald's booking with Gently Rolled, I agree with you. Um, if they go at an even tempo, Gently Rolled might just go whisker. If they run along, which I think Willow will, that might just take the puff out of Gently Rolled. If it, I, I, I agree with you, Blake. I like Willow. I think it'll go straight to the front. If there's one at odds that I think can uh, upset the apple cart and really charge home, it's the uh, Adard horse, Jason and Lucy's horse, Stars and Bars. Um, always had a good rap. Only likely race, he's a big boy, this fella. And if he can just get the right card into a race from the good gate, um, Jade Collett, he'd nearly went on me at the moment. It's it's the blowout for mine, Stars and Bars. But I agree with Blake Willow. Ruta, which way? Yeah, I've come up with gently rolled. I think it's a, it's got a lot of potential this horse. Blake, um, sorry, Bryce Hayes has been really careful with the way he's placed this, and when it's got the job, it's got the job done a couple of times. It's been unlucky a couple of times. Looking at the trials, it just went around and 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 had had the experience of get, getting out there and getting the competitive juices rolling. It wasn't asked to do too much. I think um, you you've been asked to take a, a price that probably too short with James McDonald on. I think that'll even up closer to the race. The race, I think, um, bookmakers are very careful with anything that James is on these days, these days with the way, way punters react to him. His bookings, especially for smaller stables, I can I can see gently rolled, getting back and just charging over the top of those. Yeah, I think the boys have covered off perfectly. I think um, gently rolled's going to drift. I think Willard's going to firm at Espresso. We know what this horse has reduced. He's going to be rock solid and Dylan Gibbons sticks the board after narrowly missing in the midway last start. Interesting note, Expresso, I think he might just go a little bit better at Randwick, but in regards to his Rose Hill form, it's still nothing to sneeze at. Willardo's trolled up beautifully and bolted in, defeating Masuk by an extending three and a half lengths. That was an extremely impressive run. He's got a big, strong front-running style of running this five-year-old son of Seamus Award. So, you know, he's going to roll along from the wide gate. He's going to offset that pretty quick and be very hard to catch. Gently rolled. I would suggest it'll get out, but this horse, as Blake especially mentioned, might need the run. It's run behind King of Naples after stringing back-to-back wins together. It was fantastic. If the market really drifts on our late, might have to butter up second up. All right. I like it. Uh, boys, we all like having a bet, don't we? Yes. Yes. Well, mate, uh, Richie, you like having a bed? Uh, of course, David. Chris Roots, you like having a bed? Hello, Chris. <laughs> you keep... What's going on, on, Chris? Bed. Where uh, are you, mate? You uh, keep disappearing. Um, yes, I love having a bed, 
What about yourself, Brody? Yes. Well, boys, I want you to come on two journeys with me later tonight because I've been given two tips. Okay. Well, how did the how did the very good two weeks ago you tipped it's us, Dubbo? It yeah, we're we're back at Dubbo. You beauty. We're back at Dubbo tonight. I've been. What happened? Well, I've got a mate who's been, uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a mad punter, and he can produce a bit of mail now and then, um, Richie, as yep. we've all got mates like that, that just sort of come from nowhere, and you think, how on earth has this bloke got some mail for, for Dubbo Harness Racing? Well, tonight... Dubbo Harness. Dubbo Harness. Dubbo wow. Harness tonight. Magic Tullhurst. <laughs> race one, number three. Magic Tullhurst. Oh. I've actually got to click on this harness thing. Race what? Race is it? Ra- race one in the Zoo FM pace. Race one, number three, Magic Tollhurst. He's tipped me. He said, get on. $4.40. There we go. Drawn just outside the favourite, uh, the 280 for the Turnbulls. Oh, gee, I don't like taking on the Turnbulls. They're, they're lethal uh, right across the Central West. But there you go, Magic Tollhurst. Been 550 into 440 this morning. There you go. Number three. I've told you that story before, haven't I? About I, like I used to go to the trucks. Um, three, four days a week when I worked. I worked in harness racing up Wales, but when Greg Radley and I lived together, we we lived at the trots. But one night, Dave, I think I've told this before, Blake, I was standing there out the back with the late great at Dickie Green's um, stand over the back, and my late brother Matt and I were standing. We were all waiting for a horse called um, Zobadias or David Aikens. You couldn't bet till it got to three to one, and everyone was 11 to four, which is, you know, so. Three dollars seventy-five for the you know two two and three quarter to one, and I saw another Tony um, Gorman, the late late Tony Gorman. He went to turn his board, his hand, and I thought I'm not going to miss this. I knocked over seventeen ladies, kids, men, everyone, and I charged across the bucket. The only thing was he turned it to five to two. I took five to two. Every other stand was still eleven to four. <laughs> <laughs> what was Radley? What was Radley like to live oh, with? Oh, I did it when it started. Fives on Blakey boy. Oh, <laughs> something. What was yeah, he, What was he like to live with, Richie? Greg Radley. Yeah, he made me look like an absolute fitness machine. <laughs> he, 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 Greg, Greg was not the most energetic person. To live. At one stage, we turned our fridge off. It was only costing us money. We um, <laughs> we didn't have anything in it until one day Greg was doing his, I think it was the drive time, and someone gave him, uh, one of his sponsors or someone set him up, Emu Pies. Right. And we we had them in the fridge and we forgot about it. Oh, oh. We didn't just turn the fridge off. We threw the fridge out, out the front. It was, it was we were looking at each other for about a month thinking it was the other person that was uh, letting one rip each time, but it wasn't that. It, it was, was the emu pies. Uh, <laughs> before we get to our multi, we're only a couple of minutes away. Race four at uh, Rose Hill tomorrow. Time to boogie nice and short at $1.45. Boys, I-, I don't know if you heard my chat yesterday with Tracy Bartley, and obviously he has to really pick up on his form, but Tracy's quite keen that Kiss some. Might not win the race, but boy, he will run. He will run a really good race and he'll be back on track. Uh, what do we make of race four? And I guess is this favourite just a good thing? Yeah, well, David Kissam can find his best. He's going to run well. Um, he's been below that for some time now, but I was on him that day that he won the four pillars, so I definitely got a soft spot for him. I'm interested to hear what the boys think. What price is time to boogie going to start? Um, I have him marked lot long odds on. I think he's very hard to beat. Um, last start he was 1,000 metres to 1,200 metres, did a bit of work to, 
to find himself on the top of a fast tempo. He, he still wanted to fight on late. He was just grabbed by Strom Bowley, who had his back, um, got over the top of, of him in that those last couple of strides. But Tom Boogie started 250 and Strom Bowley started $17. So he can only strip fitter for that. Uh, he'll take control of the race here. And I think he's very hard to beat. And on form line, there was a little bit of talk about evens about him. So I think if he... If he got out to anywhere near that price, I'd be keen to back him. There's more hope of me being cast as the lead in Swan Lake uh, than time to boogie starting evens. Um, that that said, I <laughs> I can dance. Uh, it goes straight <laughs> to the front and be awfully hard. I did. I I, I wish Drombole had won last time when Kinlock. I would have had the quarter, you know, for two dollars. You know, Blake it was paying. A, it was paying a handful. Would have paid five and a half, I reckon. And Kinlock, I don't know how it won twelve hundred dry track, no blinkers. Um, yeah, look, do I want to take? It may well start short of that. Stromboli looks the obvious danger, gets leaders back. Noble Soldier might be the one to go and put a little bit of pressure on, but it just looks to get too easy a time up in front to play against it. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And those ladies who you knocked over at Harold Park and kids are still recovering and. If it gets to even money, I'm, uh, I think you'd be doing exactly the same thing again, Rich, and probably break the um, sound barrier to take the even money about time to boogie because it just looks to get out all the favours in front. And when it bets that, it's showing it's very hard to beat. I think it's an open-class horse that might even knock off a listed race. I don't think there's too many that are in the same grade as it in, in this race. It's too many favours. It's dollar forty-five. You don't... Not too many punters want to be taking that price, price, but it, it just looks the winner. And Dave, can I just clear one thing up for our younger audience listening? That was when, when I was talking about Harold Park, that was when people used to go to the races and hang in the betting ring where the bookmakers were. So they might not understand what we're talking about. Um, there used to be betting rings at the races and there'd be punters there yelling and screaming and running across having bets. I think I think what people don't appreciate, Rich, about the old days when they had the betting rings. I, I once went to Wentworth Park and they had two betting rings. They had one upstairs and one downstairs. And a, a horse might go off down downstairs and you'd run up the back stairs at Wentworth Park to try and beat beat the beat the, Chris, beat the price going upstairs. I, I might have been very young, but I still remember the three betting rings at Rose Hill, uh, the ledge of the flat in the main. But that was when we used to use uh, a thing called. You probably haven't heard of this. Cash. People used to have cash at the races and they'd put money on. Brody? <laughs> um, if Oz just, even money as the boys means it, Oz's going to take anything over about a dollar sixty, a dollar seventy. I was more than happy to pile into. Looks a bit, we'll continue the harness theme. You know, you sometimes see the dollar thirty harness favourite just pop in front, they walk and they scoot home under a hold. I thought this might be just that. It was carved up in front over the 1200. Gets absolute complete domination here from the front. And as the boys mentioned, we'll see this horse in better races time to boogie. Okay. Well, let's hope that happens tonight at Dubbo. Race one, number three, Magic Tullers. Otherwise, I could be some froth and bubble uh, come tomorrow when we get to the first at uh, Rose Hill. Uh, before we get to hey, our... Dave. Yes, mate. My little birdie tells me he's ready a bit of money coming for it. It's about to start firming Magic Tollhurst. Okay. Well, I like that. It's uh, 420. Just keep just keep piling it on and hopefully straight to the front, stack them up, go a couple of, what, 31s, 32s, and then let the uh, what let the uh, the plugs uh, let go the, down uh, the back. A bloke who loves you from the show and he's well-known in the trotting arena and the gallops just texted me and said, 
if you do anything, Rich, save on the nine in the first. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. No, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. Uh, what time? What time was this first go uh, tonight at um, at Dubbo? I've got to. I've got to. Uh, six, ten minutes past six. Ten minutes past six. And how does that to work with Canterbury? What's the first? Straight at after the first at Canterbury, oh. we'll do trainer jockey interview, and we'll go. We'll go straight to uh, straight to Dubbo. Straight to Dubbo for the first hit. I like Thanks it. For that great win in the first at Canterbury. Let's go to Dubbo for their first. Outstanding. <laughs> um, boys. We'll make sure it's on far of it's central. It'll be like the Miracle Mile. 100%. Yeah, it'll be on there tonight. I'm just about to ring a, a gentleman of Greek heritage and see if we can get a shot on the Oh, Now, before we get to the multi, your best bet's on the card. What 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 do you think is the, is the best on the card? Because obviously sometimes your multi-bet isn't your best because you're trying to look for value to throw in the multi. So, Blake, uh, what is your best? Or if your best is your multi-selection, just let us know. Yep, um, we covered him. Um, best of the day, Rosal Race 3, number 5, Will Adele. And then I'm going to say best value in the last race, down the bottom, number 10, Boot Scooter Dave. Okay. Uh, what about yourself, Richie? Uh, best race eight number th- uh, four step aside uh, step aside T Berry and obviously my other one will be in the last in the um, the multi. All right, perfect. Um, what it, we'll, we'll actually Blake give us your multi selection just for the punters. Yes, yeah, so my multi selection is uh, Rosal Race Three Will I Dow. Okay, so Race Three number five. What was your multi selection, Richie? Race ten number three Prince of Pepper. For Joe Pride, natural barrier one run top four seats. It'll be winning. Chris Roots. My best is race nine, number three, Tim Turkey. I think even though it goes up a kilo and a half against the the favourite here, uh, Toby Sun, I think it's it just gets run exactly the same. I think it's got a really good turn of foot this filly, and um, she'll she'll get over the top of them again. And I'll put chuck it in the multi because I I actually think it should be favoured in that race. So. Even even with the weight turnaround, I think it's it, it's on the way to bet much better things. What about yourself, Brody? I agree with Ruta there. Go, I agree with Ruta. They're going to start much shorter, like much closer together in the market. Those two, our Kobe Sun and Kintuki. Okay. And what about yourself, Brody? Uh, race five, number one, Cavalier's best bet of the day, and also in for the multi. And the horse to follow at a price going forward is Infinitive in the last race, number ten for Chris Waller. Okay, mate. Uh, the multi is open, gentlemen. Uh, the multi is open, so we need race three, number five in Sydney. Race five, number one. Race nine, number three, and race ten, number three, all to run top four. If you think they'll all run top four, four dollars and fifty is the multi price. And I think you'll find it'll be open until around that 10.30 mark. So 10.30 is about the time the multi will be open. And you can find that under offers, sports offers, the HQ punters panel multi. Just to recap, race three, number five, race five, number one, race nine, number three, and race 10, number three. (coughs) So beautiful. You're right, Richie? Oh, sorry. Thought I was on mute. Sorry. (laughs) What's, you, 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 I was going to say, what's your best for tonight, mate? But it sounds like it'll be some Clarentine. Oh, mate, I just I struggle to get your breath sometimes. Just with, can't get rid of this. The hay uh, fever. Yeah, oh, no, it's a lurgy type thing. I don't know what it is. Um, anyway, no, I'll leave tonight to uh, the great Nick Burney. He's tipping. Um, maybe I'm having a peanut on a Marty in the first. What about, gee, some of our listeners? Ask Richie what his best is tonight. I'm sure he'll say the kebabs. Fair income. <laughs> They're just... Well, see, <laughs> see, let me tell you that 
little did I know that the, the kebab there, mate. I must admit, I made them when I was here last week and said the kebab was outstanding. Yep. But I see, I get my kebabs on Canterbury Road, uh, opposite the motorbike shop there in the petrol station. Outstanding. I get them after the last. But the margarita pizza is also nice. So, oh, look, it's all very nice food, David. It's uh, Let's just say that we appreciate that we have the opportunity to buy fine food at Canterbury. And what about the uh, <coughs> the golf tournament? What's happening there? Yeah, of course, courtesy of the Matty Lord and the team at the agency, always great charity donation. And the team at uh, Drum and Golf, who have already sponsored the Big Sports Breakfast and your show's day, they, um, they're helping us out. Uh, we've got another night tonight in the net with the Garmin. We judge the ball speed and the distance. At the moment, Will Freeman leads the um, ball speed. Tim Clark is in front in the distance. He was equal with Will Freeman, but due to the size, we've elected to put Tim Clark on top on the weight comparison. But I think the last four nights, which will be the full four Friday nights in February, we might have the big um, simulator there, courtesy of Drummond Goal. So if that happens, I'll be getting on the Al Capone and making sure my mate Brett Ogle makes his way to Canterbury for a couple of those nights. We'll have a bit of fun for those nights. But get out there tonight. You're going to see, um, of course, the grub. Um, the great men will be out there after 7,000 schooners at lunch. Uh, he's going to be trying to hit the golf ball tonight. What about that? I was going to say, we heard Grub this morning on the Big Sports Breakfast, and he <laughs> said to uh, his better half, he said, well, they, they had planned a bit of a dinner, but he's, he's talked her into going to Canterbury tonight. So uh, she's an absolute gem. And uh, and I said to him in the changeover, I said, are you feeling you're going to go to Canterbury? He goes, yep, she loves the races and can't wait to get there. So I'll tell you look, what, I, look, brilliant. I'm not a fan of nicknames. I should have said Josh Reynolds, uh, of course. He loves it, though. He loves being called oh. Grub because he's not. Some people no, he's a good fella. He, he, he's a maniac, but he's a good fella. <laughs> he's a maniac, a maniac <laughs> probably. Uh, boys, the multi in full swing, $4.50 for those horses to run top four. You've got until about 10.30 to get involved. Good luck to everyone who's playing Rose Hill tomorrow. Oh, hey, Dave. Yes, Richie. What about this late update, punters? Late update on the first at a Dubbo. Dubbo. Yeah, what's update. happened? What's happened? Number two, the favourite, when you mentioned, was $2.80 favourite. Yep. It's now $4. Wow. The one you mentioned, Magic Colehurst, is four twenty into three forty. Yep. And my man who told me to save on the nine has been now three thirty to two eighty favourite. Rainbow Titan. So there we go. So Rainbow Titan two eighty favourite. Magic Tolhurst at three forty. And War Club on the drift out to four as well. Oh, my the my man of the Dave Stanley show. No, nah, well my man my man's from Queensland, from Brisbane. So and he loves his greys, he loves he loves it all. And he just seems to get interesting mail all over the place. And for some reason, like he's never been to Dubbo in his life. I said, mate, where are you getting this from? He said, don't worry. He works in construction up there. And he said, mate, I'm just getting some good mail from Dubbo Harness. So He's not a, he's not a butcher, is he? Well, see how we go. <laughs> 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 not bad from you. That's not bad, actually. That's one of the best I've heard in a long, long time. No, he's not. We've talked more, we've talked more about a race at Dubbo Trots than we have about anything at Rose Hill. Because, oh, uh, he's up there, oh really yeah, up. I was going to say, please. What, he got us on the clock? Mate, we're, we're just trying to get a bit of money that I, so I can spend some more at uh, Canterbury tonight. Have a good night, gentlemen. See you, boys. See you, mate. Good night.